Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiecki is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Gwilda Wiecki's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Science of Magic or endorsed in any manner by Gwilda Wiecki, Relmar McConnell Media Company, its affiliated networks, stations, or employees. Welcome to the Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiecka, a program dedicated to uncovering the unified nature of reality and humanity's ever-evolving place as truly galactic beings. For more information on the Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiecka, visit us online at www.thescienceofmagic.net. Welcome to the Science of Magic, a place where science and magic come together to transform fact into evolving truth. We're proudly coming to you through the ever-expanding Exxon Broadcast Network, xzbn.net, and can also be found on our website, thescienceofmagic.net. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka. This hour, we'll be exploring Wake Up. In my years as a shamanic practitioner, I've experienced many wonderful metaphorical stories on behalf of my clients but one stands out above the others. I was working with a lovely lady with abundance challenges. When I journeyed to find out what she needed to know, do, or heal in order to free up her abundance, I was shown a scene where she was crawling across desert sands. The sun beat down, her lips were cracked, eyes squinted shut as she laboriously dragged herself forward. Water, she croaked from between dry, sand-coated lips. I was starting to despair when the scene panned out, revealing she was not in a desert at all, but in a small sandbox located in the middle of paradise. Water gurgled in a spring surrounded by trees filled with singing birds and dripping with ripe fruit. The message was clear. What needed to be known was that she had all she required right within reach. The necessary action was to wake up and open her eyes, and her belief system warranted healing. This is a very powerful allegory for us all. We've been conditioned to believe in scarcity and lack, view ourselves as being no better than the car we drive. No matter what car we own, there's always better to be had long before our current one is paid off. This has us viewing ourselves as second-rate and wanting. In this agreed-upon reality, we're subject to the system, doing things we often hate to earn the illusionary yet almighty dollar. In truth, we're surrounded by the power of the universe. The abundance is staggering. Should we wake up to what's available and to what we are? This power is increasing daily while we continue to be crushed by greedy, exploitive systems, never realizing our potential as creators. We're at the access point to amazing powers found in heaven and earth, yet we're enslaved by carefully programmed false beliefs. We use our limited access to the divine to feed the system in exchange for fake food, superfluous things, 
and continued programming. It's amazing how many people will settle for inferior nutrition before they give up their cable TV. Our lifestyles are compromising our frequency, trashing our health, and keeping us blinded to what's really going on. Until we open our eyes and access universal power, we'll be starving amongst plenty while the overloading systems become bloated in fat. So how does one access and wield the power of the universe? How can we become creators of a reality rather than subject to the illusion? It's about frequency. We're designed to channel and wield the divine. Yet if our physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual bodies are compromised, we're denied our birthright. The systems currently in power are invested in keeping us all dumbed down. Like multitudes of dim lanterns, we're being used for our light, but not allowed to obtain enough luminosity to become personally empowered. This is not a conspiracy, nor am I paranoid. It's a situation that's developed during a time when we're in a much darker or lower frequency area of the galaxy. Many traditions to refer to this as the fourth world. Now we're moving into an area containing much greater luminosity. It's an era that supports another way of being, the fifth world, of higher frequency, allowing for personal empowerment and abundant life. It's up to each of us to step out of Babylon, to stop participating in things that compromise our frequency, and to access the divine. It's time to wake up and participate. Our guest this hour, Colin Snow, is a vortex healing energy healer therapist who channels divine light with consciousness to heal karmic condition, emotional issues, and energetic disharmony in the body-mind. Each healing accelerates the light and freedom supported the awakening of the human consciousness to its true nature. He's the founder of the Natural Steps School of Tai Chi for Health and Conscious Living in Minneapolis. After this commercial break, I'll introduce Colin, and together we will examine the awakening now available to us all. So don't go away. You're listening to The Science of Magic. Prior innovative episodes can always be found on our website, www.thescienceofmagic.net. This is Kevin Randall. For nearly 30 years, I have been investigating the case of the Roswell UFO. I have interviewed hundreds of people and stood on the crash site. Now in Roswell in the 21st century, I have reviewed dozens of hours of audio and videotaped interviews, examined hundreds of files that relate to the crash, and have returned to Roswell in an attempt to put all that information into the proper perspective. For the first time in Roswell in the 21st century, I have made a dispassionate reevaluation of all that material and provide a new look at what happened. This is a book that clears away all the clutter that has hidden the truth for so long, strips away the various lies that surround the case, exposes the Air Force attempts at cover-up, and found a core of solid information that tells us all where the case stands today. Roswell in the 21st Century will be available in just a few weeks. For more information, please visit my website at www.kevinrandall.blogspot.com. Gibbs A. Williams, Ph.D., is a practicing psychoanalyst, supervisor, researcher, and author in New York City. Much of his life has been dedicated to understanding nature and the uses of meaningful coincidences or synchronicities. His radical and original non-Jungian, non-mystical, non-magical theory of synchronicities illuminates much of the fog surrounding this challenging and perplexing topic. His ideas and manners are fresh, presented in a style that is both entertaining and highly informative. He is also an expert on crisis intervention, specially focused on violence reduction for the police and citizens, mastering anxiety, frustration, and stress without the use of medication, and effectively preventing and treating heroin addiction. Dr. Williams can be contacted at his email address at gwwilliamsny11 at aol.com or visit his website at www.drgibbswilliams.com.
shamanism is recognized as a method to access the quantum level. Mastery of shamanic skills puts spiritual information and healing power into your hands. Path Home Shamanic Art School, a bonded Colorado certified occupational school, has met rigorous state standards ensuring its director and instructors have the qualifications to teach the shamanic arts. Path Home offers a certification program in blocks of study. Block 1, a five-day intensive, will be held in the beautiful mountain town of Coldale, Colorado, October 13th through 18th. Registration deadline is September 12th. Experience journey trance, power animals, helping spirits, sacred space, and life purpose. Come discover your power. Join me, Gwilda Wiyaka, in the magical world of shamanism. Call 303-775-3431 or visit findyourpathhome.com. Welcome back. This is the Science of Magic, dedicated to unification and evolution of consciousness. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka. Our guest this hour is Vortex Healing Energy Healer and founder of the Natural Step School of Tai Chi for Health, Consciousness, and Living, Colin Snow. Colin's website is vortexminneapolis.com. Colin, thank you for joining us on the Science of Magic. Sure. Good morning. Good morning. Let's start with the obvious. What is Vortex Healing? Yes, well, uh, Vortex Healing, I would say it's a contemporary re-manifestation um, of an ancient divine healing art, um, which is also a path for spiritual awakening designed specifically by divinity. And my viewpoint of divinity can be thought of as, as a sort of pure potential um, the unfathomable source of all that transforms from that pure potential into everything, into all the manifestations that we can see as human beings and all the unseen manifestations. And it appears that divinity has revealed that the purpose of the design of this particular uh, healing modality is to facilitate healing in our uh, uh, human emotional consciousness, um, healing of the physical body, and awakening freedom in the spiritual heart. Um, and my sense at this time in my journey is that um, it will ultimately help me personally, um, and hopefully others too, to realize our full potential as a human being, um, whatever that might be. Where did it originate? You said it comes from an ancient divine practice? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, there was an avatar, um, and the, our lineage, uh, the Vortex Healing uh, lineage, sees avatars as um, um, an expression of the divine um, and um, a pure expression of the divine a being really that has come into existence but doesn't have a karmic body. So the likes of you and I and most people um, <clears throat> on the planet, we all have a karmic body that has been accumulating uh, conditioning and issues over many, many lifetimes. The difference between us and Avatar is really an Avatar comes in and doesn't have that karmic body. So... Talking about 5,000, maybe 6,000 years ago in India, there was an avatar um, named Mahindra. And um, really that is the, the source of this lineage, if you like. As the lineage has faded out of um, human consciousness and then been rebirthed, um, that, uh, that source or d d expression of the divine um, has become known as Merlin, and um, it's from that expression that we are able to um, channel this particular um, divine energy and divine consciousness. Okay, let's break this down a little bit. Avatar, to me, is that blue thing that was in the movie, so would you mind saying what you mean by Avatar? Yeah. <clears throat> well, um, there have been uh, the, probably the best-known avatars. We have avatars on the planet right now. Um, and again, this is from you know our particular viewpoint, from our particular lineage. Um, 
one possibly of the best-known avatars we consider at the moment is Amma, um, the hugging saint. Um, when the teachers um, <clears throat> go, we go and visit Amma and take Darshan with her. And it's become pretty clear that um, this is an extraordinary being. When they track into her, um, the sense of her, the consciousness of her, they can't find a karmic body. So we have this being that's manifested as a human being, <clears throat> excuse me, as a human being, but um, there's no sense of a karmic body. And so she really is a, is a contemporary expression, direct expression of the divine. Okay, um, let, me, let me see if I've got this right. So yeah. we all carry karma from lifetimes of damage and this and that. Um, mm-hmm. But an avatar is present physically without that karma in place. So they're coming from a more pure place. Is that what we're looking at? That's what we're looking at. And there has uh, been a number of avatars over the years, um, over the history of mankind. Um, we also sense that uh, Christ. Uh, was an avatar as well. Yeah, I was going to ask that. It sounds sounds like he was. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so very what... much so. I think that it, it's pretty clear from the teachings and from the amount of freedom that um, he was expressing from a very very liberty uh, liberated place. That um, uh, there was an extraordinary uh, being there that had manifested, but. Um, Again, there's a sense that there wasn't really a karmic body, that there wasn't this sort of recycling, if you like, um, of the incarnational package. Got it. So one thing I've experienced in, you know, my explorations is that many of us, most of us actually, are a result of this recycling. Like there's been this energy ceiling around the planet, if you will, not a physical one, but you know, metaphorically, that prevents us from totally uh, dropping our robes and leaving our karma behind before reentering. And yet some during this time now seem to be, and times not too distant past, seem to be coming in from the outside of that energy ceiling. And this is what you're talking about, isn't it? Yeah, very much so. I mean, this uh, phenomena I think you're referring to um, has the label of spiritual awakening. Um, And um, it was a phenomena that was was something that I wasn't really aware of, to be honest, until certain things started happening in my life, and I still wasn't aware of what was going on. Um, and this is a phenomena that seems to be accelerated um, at the moment um, right around the planet where um, more and more people are, um, as it were, waking up from the sort of trance of mind. So most of us are are sort of identifying and attached to um, what's going on above the neck. So to our thinking, to our thoughts, to our judgments um, and our beliefs. That's where human consciousness tends to identify um, and tell itself that that's what it is. Um, What seems to be occurring more and more is that that something much deeper is starting to move within human consciousness and um, is waking up from that dream state, is waking us up from uh, the sense that there's a lot more going on in life and we are much bigger um, on some level or much more on some level than what's just kind of occurring in our, in our thoughts, in our mind. So, like, this is a time of reverse engineering, if you will. Like uh, we said, the avatars come from a place beyond... Uh, the lower frequency where we're still carrying karma, do we have the opportunity to uh, actually process our karma and evolve into a more avatar-like being? We won't be able to, as far as I, as far as I know, we won't, we'll never be able to evolve into an avatar being. Um, we will evolve, but, um, I mean, maybe eventually, you know, we return to the source and then there's a the potential, of course, for us to come back as an avatar, but 
I kind of think that that's probably unlikely, but really I don't know. Um, my sense is that um, once we have evolved to um, a certain amount of freedom in the human heart and a certain amount of freedom from our incarnational package, that we don't actually return. So it's, it's as if... It's as if we need that incarnational package. It's as if we need the conditioning. We need our human issues in order to reincarnate as a human being. Once, those, once that conditioning and those issues, that incarnational package starts to get very thin. It starts to get very light. And so, therefore, doesn't uh, no longer reincarnate. So what the next step is after that, Um, I can't really say. I don't know. What are the scientific principles behind vortex healing? Well, scientific principles. um, You know, I suppose one one image I might use is the scientific principle of a cell phone. So we we don't really, you know, we don't really question how a cell phone operates. I mean, people just take it for granted. But um, first of all, there's an intention. So, you know, we intend to call someone um, on the other side of the planet um, in Australia, let's say. So there's an intention and then there's a message that's sent. And that message is, is transferred through what appears to be nothing in terms of well, there's air and there's space, and it reaches um, a source, as it were, in terms of the satellite. And then that signal is returned down to someone pretty instantly on the other side of the planet. So if we kind of think of vortex healing as a way of using our intention um, to connect to this divine source, and then the divine source basically um, uh, reconnects or reestablishes to wherever we want that intention to go. So um, it could still be a person in Australia or it could be something, um, uh, somebody in front of me. Um, It could be a situation, it could be a building, it could be a relationship, pretty much anything really. Um, And it's all done with intention. Um, it's all done with that initial um, intention that, you know, we want to use, we want to manifest vortex healing for a particular uh, reason, for a particular purpose. So it's it's like setting an intent to uh, align with the higher frequency in order to bring it through to your client? Is that what we're looking at? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of a two-way street. You set the intention, that sends out the call, but then you have to channel the frequency back through yourself for your own healing or through your client. Um, I'm <clears throat> So when I'm working with a client, I'm just like um, a conduit for it. I'm just channeling it. We have, um, we have many protocols for different ways of using it. So... Uh, we have a protocol, let's say, for viral infections, or we have a protocol for um, uh, releasing issues or conditioning from the system. Um, so there's many different protocols. We're going to um, take a break, we, um, and on the yeah. other side of the break, we'll talk about these protocols. Colin and I will okay. return to our discussion after this commercial break. We're coming to you through the land of leading-edge paranormal broadcasting, the Exxon Broadcast Network, Don't miss the other fine shows and hosts on xzbn.net. You're listening to The Science of Magic, thescienceofmagic.net. I'm Gwilda Wiecka. We will be back, so don't you go away.
Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exome Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, High Tech with Corey Kay, and every minute of the 24-7, 365 programming of the Exome Broadcast Network by calling 712-432-9459, courtesy of TalkStream Live. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 712-432-9459 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember, 712-432-9459 for the best of paranormal, new age, thought-provoking, sci-fi radio programming 24-7-365. Wouldn't you love to know the secret to everything? Well then, meet Dr. Kimberly McGeorge and her cutting-edge breakthrough knowledge that combines science with possibility. Dr. Kimberly brings real-life answers and healing to those open to alternative solutions. She teaches solution-based programs and classes that will change all areas of your life forever. Specializing in conscious creation, intuitive readings, and energy medicine, you can rapidly shift health, relationships, business, and money and abundance challenges quickly. Receive her best-selling book, Secret to Everything, at no cost by going to secrettoeverything.com forward slash X zone. That's right. Transformation can start now. Just go to secrettoeverything.com forward slash X zone and receive Dr. Kimberly's book for free. While science pursues fact, magic accesses the quantum level, bridging random facts to form truth. As long as science and magic remain separate and polarized, the truth cannot be known. I'm Gwilda Wiecka. Join me on the Science of Magic radio program, dedicated to unification and evolution of consciousness. During each episode, I'll be speaking with experienced and respected scientists and mystics. From astrologers to astronomers, from medical doctors to shaman, the scientific method to dowsing and intuition, we'll weave together information from seemingly divergent practices to promote unity and enlightenment. Join me, Gwilda Wiyaka, and the Science of Magic right here on the Mutual Broadcast Network. For more information, visit www.thescienceofmagic.net. I am Dr. Carl O'Helvey, founder, president of a new cancer foundation focusing on evidence-based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. back. This is the Science of Magic, a place where magic and science come together to promote enlightenment. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka. Our guest this hour is Vortex Healing Energy Healer and founder of the Natural Step School of Tai Chi for Health and Conscious Living, Colin Snow. Colin, we were just getting interested, interesting uh, information from you about the protocol in Vortex Healing. Would you mind going into that a little for us? Yeah, of course. Well, there's many different protocols. Um, um, <clears throat> Vortex is um, is very powerful because um, basically it's coming from that divine source. So it's important to kind of make or get a sense of just how powerful that can be because we're not only channeling a very high frequency energy, um, but we're also channeling divine consciousness. So 
um, there's an intelligence there that's far beyond, um, you know, my understanding, so to speak. Most energy healing, uh, all good stuff, um, but it tends to use manifested energy, energy that's been slowed down from that pure potential. This is my understanding. So, you know, when I've worked with Qigong healing, for instance, universal energy, uh, great stuff, great results. Um, but that is a slower uh, movement of energy. Now, with Vortex, um, we have, you know, basic stuff like um, someone could come in with a very depleted, weak um, energy system. Um, really in probably uh, the level that um, I'm at at the moment, probably we could bring up all the energy systems um, from the meridians to the jinshin to the chakras in probably one session, uh, depending on how weak um, <clears throat> that energy system was. And then on the other end, we've got viral protocols. So this, uh, there are specific um, energies that can be channeled that will actually um, not only decamouflage the virus because viruses are really, really smart, uh, and it can it can break down their communication system, but it will also um, pretty well burn the virus out. It will get to a point where then it will say, okay, now the human body um, has to take over um, to kind of finish it off. And there's just really, you know, um, <clears throat> I suppose I should mention too, um, there are issue uh, uh, protocols. So let's say someone's issue is lack. Um, I think you were talking about that at the beginning of the show. Um, there's a, 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 a protocol, basically, that would address that issue in that, um, in that being um, and pretty well release it from all the uh, dimensions that it's sitting in, in that. So it's very extensive. It it's, it's really is quite, an, and it's evolving. This is, this is a healing art that's evolving all the time. So the teachers are working with Merlin. Merlin will continue to reveal new things to them. And those things get put into the classes. Um, they get in, put into the transmissions that the students are using. Um, so it's a very, very, um, you know, it's a very, very, live um, uh, modality. It's, it's really very ongoing, and the teachers are finding out more and more about it as they go. Got it. So it sounds like you're working on the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual levels by channeling this um, divine light. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. I mean, it's also, it has this element of first... Um, you know, Rick Wyman, who's the uh, lineage holder and was the, the person that really um, um, re-established the lineage um, back in 1994, um, uh, he... <clears throat> Sorry, I just lost my... Can you just ask me the question again? No, no problem. Um, why, why don't we move on to the next question, because I'm not sure where we were going with that one. So um, okay. I guess I have to say that it sounds to me like if you're going to be channeling this divine light, which is very high frequency, higher than Qigong, higher than, um, um, oh, there's another one I'm thinking of, but don't, doesn't the practitioner have to work on themselves first so that they can be a clear channel? I mean, it sounds like it could really shake some stuff loose. Yeah, absolutely, and and this was actually why I was mentioning this other aspect is this, you know, it's a healing modality, but it's actually an awakening modality as well. So just picking up from where I left off last time. So uh, the interesting thing about it is that um, the first transmission that you get on the basic foundational course, um, which you can only get from a, from a, a teacher, uh, you can only get that transmission from a teacher, and that's like having a um, like a, a software program put into your system. We talk about it being like a, an energetic wheel, um, 
and it's in the heart center. Now, um, once that's established, then we can a person can <clears throat> channel this um, divine energy and consciousness. As time went by, Rick recognized that it wasn't only just um, uh, a healing modality, that through his own awakening, um, he recognized that um, that was also um, possible through vortex healing, and that Merlin was actually manifesting that aspect of it as well. Um, and that's very much to do with the spiritual heart, um, very much to do with, uh, as I said earlier, um, the sense of spiritual awakening, the sense of um, recognizing that there's more and uh, to life and there's more about us as individuals than we can kind of mentally, kind of intellectually um, figure out. I find it interesting, so many modalities use an original transmission that's passed from uh from teacher to student, um, and I've been around a lot of them, and certainly all my shamanic teachers um, provided transmissions for me in order to be able to attune me to the frequencies that I could bring the frequency through. And I found personally that that did initiate a lot of personal processing. Um, so I have to ask, who's Merlin? Yeah. You have to ask what? Sorry? Who, who's Merlin? Who's Merlin? Yeah, well, that's... Uh, See, as soon as we put a label on something, um, uh, it automatically, be and the name is, has associations, so it automatically sort of, as a human being, we kind of think, oh, there's got, it's a being, that there's some, you know, something sitting up there that's, you know, sort of, that we can relate to as a being, and I suppose in some ways that's why it's, you know, that we have to relate to this and give it a name. But, um, you know, ultimately, <clears throat> as I say, Merlin is, an, is, a, is a, uh, an expression of that pure potential, that place before anything starts to turn into something. And again, that's my interpretation of it. Um, and when we ask, you know, when we use intention, you know, to give it a name, um, is significant, and this is where we get the idea that it's magic. It's about magical transformation, and I think that's where the association between uh, vortex healing and Merlin and that, because we are trans. It is. It does have the ability to transform um, human consciousness and to release conditioning. Got and it. if that is so, magical, you know, if that isn't magical, I'm I'm not sure what is. You know, I mean, right. my sense more and more as I've been doing this is that we live in a magical realm. I mean, everything that we look out to has arrived from somewhere. It's just that we've got really familiar with it. Oh, that's a car. That's a tree. That's a bird. So we label something, and then we stop seeing the magic in it. Got it. So. Um, I can I see that Vortex Healing has a registered trademark. As as the devil's advocate, I have to ask, how does one trademark universal power? Isn't that kind of like uh, trying to claim the wind? Yeah, this was something that came up. My wife came up, but um, came up with this. But it's really to ensure that the lineage stays pure. That you know people. People take something and then try to make it their own. And, um, you know, um, so somebody could come along and say, okay, I'm a Vortex teacher. I'm going to, you know, uh, give you a, the transmission. You're now, a, you know, a Vortex student. So it was really as a way of, uh, um, of ensuring that the lineage um, maintains its integrity. And so it, and it originally came through um, a human teacher from the the spirit of Merlin. Is that correct? Well, from uh, Mahindra, and then, as I say, over the years, that as it's as it's been resurfaced, so it's, it seems that it will have, have dropped away, and then it will come back, and it keeps resurfacing. And it resurfaced again in uh, 1994 um, to Rick Wyman. Okay, so it came from the ancient past, but we're trademarking it today to keep it pure? 
Yeah. I mean, we live in a contemporary modern world and, and um, you know, so we, you know, we use cell phones, we use trademarks, we use, you know, any number of things. You know, it's, uh, as I say, it's evolved to that point and um, it's really to maintain the integrity and honesty of the lineage. We, it's, so, yeah. So checks and balances in the fifth world, uh, fourth world checks and balances in to get us into the fifth, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, we're we're living in a different age now, where you know, for instance, they teach Tai Chi, where there isn't really any checks and balances on that. You can't really, you know, I mean, there are people that are trying to, you know, register it or, you know, become the sole advocates for certain things. But, um, you know, I think that, uh, uh, and that's difficult to do with something like Tai Chi. Um, so it's just a, you know, also it's a legal issue as well. The best person to talk to about it um, probably isn't myself, but <laughs> that's my sense. It's keeping the integrity of the lineage and maintaining it. Right. I, I know that um, because it's not regulated, we have similar problems with shamanism is that a person can take a weekend course or not even take a weekend course, claim to be a shaman, hang out their shingle. And um, so we do need some kind of checks and balances. I'm totally with you on that. Yeah, I think it's important because there's so much. Hmm, how can I put this? I mean, I think the reason that I've arrived at all this is because through my lifetime, I've really been a healthy skeptic. And if something doesn't resonate with truth for me, I'm not going to go there. And in truth, um, for the best part of my life, if anybody had started talking about what we're, I'm talking about We're going to have to address now, this on the other side. It's time for another okay. break. Colin and I will be okay. back shortly. You're listening to The Science of Magic. TheScienceofMagic.net, the place where altruistic professionals of science and the esoteric create common ground for the betterment of our world. We're brought to you by the leader in paranormal, spirituality, and alternative health programming, the X-Zone Broadcast Network, xzvn.net. As host of Dialogue with Divinity, I am thrilled to join the Exxon Broadcast Network and their growing number of affiliates. My quest for a connection to the divine ignited my successful career path as an international spiritual counselor for over 40 years, an author of four books, and well-known metaphysical educator. My clients call me their spiritual mama. So my job is to offer you a radio show to help you grow spiritually with wisdom and get specific tools from guests who are experts in their field. Tune in to Dialogue with Divinity and be part of the conversation with Spirit. My goal, your happy soul. For more information, please visit my website at johannacarroll.com. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, High Tech with Corey Kay, and every minute of the 24-7, 365 programming of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 712-432-9459, courtesy of TalkStream Live. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 712-432-9459 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember, 712-432-9459 for the best of paranormal, new age, thought-provoking, sci-fi radio programming 24-7, 365.
Coming soon to the Exxon Broadcast Network is a different perspective with me, Kevin Randall, as your host. We'll be taking a close look at what is happening in the world of UFOs today with side trips into the paranormal. Guests will range from those who are household names to those who have a different perspective on a variety of topics. No topic will be taboo, but there will be tough questions asked as we all search for the truth about UFOs, the paranormal, and those things that excite us. Sometimes we'll agree with a guest and sometimes we won't, but we'll try to keep the program topical. For those of you who would like to read, be sure to visit www.kevinrandall.blogspot.com and remember to listen to the other fine programs on the X-Zone Broadcast Network at www.xzbn.net. This is Kevin Randall. For nearly 30 years, I have been investigating the case of the Roswell UFO. I have interviewed hundreds of people and stood on the crash site. Now in Roswell in the 21st century, I have reviewed dozens of hours of audio and videotaped interviews, examined hundreds of files that relate to the crash, and have returned to Roswell in an attempt to put all that information into the proper perspective. For the first time in Roswell in the 21st century, I have made a dispassionate reevaluation of all that material and provide a new look at what happened. This is a book that clears away all the clutter that has hidden the truth for so long, strips away the various lies that surround the case, exposes the Air Force attempts at cover-up, and found a core of solid information that tells us all where the case stands today. Roswell in the 21st Century will be available in just a few weeks. For more information, please visit my website at www.kevinrandall.blogspot.com. What Happened in Benghazi is revealed by Nicholas Genix, author of Obama, Islam, and Benghazi. He informs the American people that President Obama deceived them by advocating a strong foreign policy prior to the 2012 presidential election, and Hillary Clinton supported this deception. As the title infers, there is a connection between Obama, Islam, and Benghazi. Ample evidence informs Americans that Obama's early indoctrination in the Quran developed an infinity for Islam, why the Quran is the source of discontent in many countries, and why the Obama foreign policy deception led to poor military action and caused the loss of American lives in Benghazi. Genix provides 36 questions for the Select Committee on Benghazi to validate if Americans are justified to mistrust President Obama and Hillary Clinton. An overview of Obama, Islam, and Benghazi is presented on the website www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. Afterlife expert Roberta Grimes was the first one to say that dying can be fun. Now her best-selling book, The Fun of Dying, is available in stores worldwide. So if you wonder whether death ends life, how it feels to die, or what heaven might be like, The Fun of Dying was written for you. And if you have always been afraid of death, or if you worry that your life has no meaning, let The Fun of Dying ease your fears and bring new meaning to your life. Nothing said in The Fun of Dying is based on the teachings of any religion. Instead, Roberta draws on evidence to explain how death happens, how it feels, and what comes next. A lot of the best death-related evidence was produced in the first half of the 20th century. When it is put together with recent discoveries, it tells a consistent and amazing story. Roberta Grimes blogs and answers questions at robertagrimes.com. Her wonderful book, The Fun of Dying, is available on Amazon and at stores worldwide wherever books are sold. Welcome back. This is the Science of Magic, bringing together gifted people of service to the world. I'm your host, Golda Wiecka. Our guest this hour is Boris Tex, healing energy healer and founder of the Natural Step School of Tai Chi for Health and Conscious Living, Colin Snow. Colin, let's move to Tai Chi. I love Tai Chi. Would you tell me why you developed your school the way it is? Um, yeah, well, over the years, um, <clears throat> I've been blessed with uh, fantastic teachers. And um, so way back when, in the 80s, um, I started Tai Chi. I have no idea why. I knew I was looking for something, but I didn't really know what it was. And I knew organized religion wasn't you know, going to fit the bill. And 
<clears throat> I saw something for a free Tai Chi class. It resonated. I went along and um, began. Fast forward to 2003, after a career in special needs elementary teaching, um, I moved to Minneapolis from Cardiff, South Wales. I'm out in Loring Green Park, which is a park close by. I'm playing my Tai Chi. Um, I'm reminded of uh, reading, uh, reading a lot of Joseph Campbell before I left. Uh, Joseph Campbell would talk about following your bliss. I didn't have a job in the USA, and suddenly it just dawned on me that, you know, actually playing Tai Chi was my bliss. So um, that's kind of, you know, how it all began. Um, I called it natural step because I think it's important for people to understand that. I mean, it's one of the first things we learn is a natural step physically, but then, you know, it's also understanding where are we aligned with life itself and taking a natural step in life. Gradually, as the school and my teachings evolve, we're now sort of working much more with ripening the system um, uh, in terms of um, uh, using it as a moving meditation, using the underlying principles, um, to sort of align people, really, to the truth of who they are. And um, so I'll often describe Tai Chi now as a, as a sort of bridge between the manifested form and the unmanifested. And you kind of, you're kind of on that, you know, you're kind of in that place um, that bridges between those, those two um, realities, if you like. Got it. So before we get too far into this last segment, would you mind telling mm. people where they can find your services? Yeah, I'm, in, I'm located in Minneapolis, uh, naturalstepschooloftaichi.com, and I think you already gave the, my vortexminneapolis.com website out. Um, I would like to also just flag up that there are two, if people want to find out more, um, about awakening. Um, Merlin has revealed to Rick the whole kind of, um, <clears throat> it's, the book is called Awakening Through the Veils, A Seeker's Guide. And really it maps out, it's a fantastic uh, map really of that whole process of awakening. Very accessible read. Um, and more recently Rick's written a book, uh, Vortex Healing, Divine Energy Healing, a magical path of healing and awakening, um, and again, that's a great read. Um, we'll really um, kind of plug you into this whole. Uh, is truly a fantastic. I mean, I've. <laughs> it is the most profound and significant thing that I've ever done, and you know, I mean, it's. I can't recommend it enough. It's been, um, you know, so yeah, it's been absolutely <laughs> fantastic, and seeing the results that it that you know that's the other aspect of it is um you know just seeing the results that um that are happening um and the way that people um respond to it is just extraordinary that's great it's always nice to run into something that works <laughs> so what has your 30 years of tai chi taught you about channeling divine light well, it's not really the Tai Chi that taught me much about divine, <laughs> channeling divine light. Um, I think Tai Chi sort of really brought on, it really helped to ripen my system. Um, and then, you know, the early days of when I started to get sort of these awakening movements in my system, I feel as if um, the sort of release work, the opening and releasing that Tai Chi brought into my system um, helped to facilitate those early uh, awakening movements. And then once I got to vortex healing, um, you know, uh, once you move through several of the courses in vortex healing, um, from this lineage perspective, uh, a true awakening is when uh, what we call the core veil uh, breaks down. And the core veil is really a veil that is sort of keeping us um, separate in the heart. So <clears throat> we, we sort of view ourselves as these individual little bubbles of consciousness, of self, 
um, uh, sort of a local field of consciousness, if you like. And vortex is powerful enough to actually break those veil, break through those veils. There's there's several of them, but the core veil is the one that we, or that the lineage uh, feels, is the one that needs to go in order to have a true awakening. But you know, other 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 modalities, other um, systems will have you know different thoughts about that. Well, it's, it's interesting. It sounds like we've full really from when we were talking about how you have to prepare the facility, your body, and on all four levels, to be able to channel this really high frequency light. And it sounds like um, Tai Chi was a form of initiation for you in that regard. Is that is that correct, or am I erroneous there? Yeah, no, I don't think you're erroneous. I think that <clears throat> I think it certainly helped. I do think it's really important that we understand that we are <clears throat> in a physical body and and that we need to actually care for that. It's like the vehicle for spirit. It's like the vehicle for everything that we do. So um, <clears throat> for me, it was definitely um, a, pre- a preparation period, if you like, an incubation period. Um, and, um, you know, I jokingly say that it kind of saved my life because I wasn't in any, you know, I wasn't in any physical danger. I wasn't um, I wasn't going through any, you know, disease or disharmony in my system, but in a way, it really uh, supported my spiritual path. As I say, I was blessed with a with a fantastic teacher and a good friend um, back in the UK, Richard Farmer, and <clears throat> and really, it laid the foundation for everything that came. Um, and I think uh, it made it much easier, in a way, to take on board something. Um, that, um, I, as I said earlier, I think, you know, that I would have been somewhat skeptical about if um, someone had come and started talking to me about, uh, well, talking about awakening, let alone Merlin and channeling <laughs> energy. To... We're just about out of time, but you know what I'd really like to touch in on is it seems like you, you mentioned that the vortex healing is an evolutionary healing modality, that new information keeps coming through. Do you feel like yeah. we are indeed in a time of accelerated evolution as human beings? And could you speak to that? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I have to say that from where I am at, because, um, but then listening to other spiritual teachers, awake teachers, um, Adishanti, Eckhart Tolle, um, they're saying pretty much the same thing, that there does seem to be this acceleration of uh, evolvement in human consciousness. And looking at the level of insanity that's going on on the planet, um, <laughs> I think, I, I kind of think that it's, you know, it's, it's high, t- well, high time. I, I, you know, I sense that there's a lot coming to the surface. And usually when things are coming to the surface, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a call for healing. And I think at the moment, um, perhaps more than ever, we're getting a lot of outside help um, from the angelic realm, from from Merlin, from this magical, from Ama avatars that are on the planet right now. Um, and we only just have to turn just a little away from what we um, from what we are familiar with in order to touch it. I mean. The fact that we've got internet and we can listen to Adyashanti, we can listen to someone who's had a full awakening, um, is enlightened, is extraordinary. I mean, if you think of the days back when we had Buddha, uh, Buddha's the most uh, well-known person that was enlightened. It's like, well, how do you get to hear about him? You know, how do you get to go and hear him talk? Whereas today, with new technology, it's just Eckhart Tolle's there, Adyashanti's there. We can go and get Darsham from an avatar armor. I mean, it's, it's, it's there, but we just have to sort of turn away from what we're familiar with and, um, and perhaps also turn away from tradition as well. Uh, tradition seems to be holding people in a particular um, shape. Tradition seems to be sort of trying to root truth into the world of illusion and, and it doesn't evolve. And what I love about vortex healing is, uh, you know, it, it's not stuck and it's continually evolving. Um, That's wonderful. You know, it's, it's been such a wonderful hour and I can't thank you enough for being on our program. It's a 
pleasure. Thank you so much for inviting me. My pleasure. Our guest this hour has been Vortex Healing Energy Healer and founder of the Natural Step School of Tai Chi for Health and Consciousness, Colin Snow. Colin's website, vortexminneapolis.com. This has been the Science of Magic. Remember, past innovative episodes can always be found on our website, thescienceofmagic.net. Until next time, dear ones, may you be blessed with knowledge, comforted with love, as you wake up to all that you are. <laughs>